Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, I figure I'll have a little side chat with you. This is getting to come off the Yankees just getting swept against the Boston Red Sox. And it seems evidently more and more clear that this team is not going to make the postseason. So kind of maybe look back at some of the other uh, you know Yankee teams in recent history uh, that have missed the postseason. Again, there's been a handful of them. Um, yeah, I figure let me go back, you know, really... 25, you know, 30 years, and of course, you, know, you could probably count them all on one hand exactly. So you would have, you know, 1994, and that was the strike-shortened season. Um, then, you, um, of course, you know, the Yankees, I believe, are up you know, about four and a half games in the AL East, and of course, in the players' strike, or the, I don't know if the owners strike the players, the players strike the owners. Nevertheless, 94 season got canceled there when it looked like the Yankees were well on their way going to the playoffs. And after that, uh, you had 2008, uh, which was the... Um, Final year of the old Yankee Stadium. Again, the team was kind of a little beat up and ragtag there. Uh, but again, they did give the stadium a good send-off. And of course, you look at the 2013 as well as 2014 seasons back-to-back, where you kind of had the kind of the Yankees were going through a bit, bit of a transition where they coming to the old guys. The core four were kind of starting to fade out, and you still had some leftovers from the 2009 World Series team also kind of transitioning out. And of course, the most recent one was 2016 team, where Cashman kind of dismantled the team then and kind of made the first transition to the Baby Bombers, which a year later would... Um, you know, have that big outburst and, you know, almost get to the World Series as one, you know, you miss it by one game, getting eliminated there by the uh, Houston Astros in Game 7. So, figure, let me go back and look at those five years and then compare it to this 2023 season and figure, what, you know, which one is worse. Uh, so, I'm going to dive into that, but before we do, in order to get conversations like this and, and content, make sure you're a podcast subscriber to Section 420 Talking Yankees, the podcast. So, wherever you're listening to this right now, uh, make sure there's a, it has to be a subscribe button, a follow button, something like that, some sort of bellish or button issue, a lot of bees there. Uh, click that and get Get notified when new content comes up. Again, we'll get you covered for the rest of the regular season here, which is looking dim and grim. And because there's also the off season coming up, I'm not sure what moves Cashman's going to be able to make here to vastly improve this team or if even Cashman's going to have a job after this season. Uh, but we'll give you uh, feedback on all that stuff and uh, some of my ideas and input. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast to do that. So I figured I'd have a little fun this episode, kind of a little lighthearted. Uh, just take a breather just from some of the on-the-field stuff, which has been kind of grim for the Yankees. And figure, all right, let me look back at these, you know, the past seasons that the Yankees have missed the playoffs and this goes to show you this franchise just how successful it is and how it kind of was spoiled are as Yankee fans uh, where again you could probably count it on one hand going back to 30 years uh, that this team has missed the playoffs there so you know people got to take a little perspective of that as well when they want to trash you know Hal Steinbrenner and, and the Yankee organization for not spending enough not doing enough I mean yeah, and they pretty much are in the postseason every year. Just unfortunately, uh, it's been a while since they've won the big one. That'll be back in 2009. So, first look at the 94 one. I don't want, I'm not almost going to count that one because it wasn't like the team was bad. It's not like they tanked uh, the second half of the season, but they were kind of right there on their way to the playoffs. I believe it was like, you know, late August, early September with the season about winding down. About, I remember about four, four and a half games ahead of the Baltimore Orioles at the time. Uh, and it was, you know, a decent team. I don't know if they would have made, you know, gone too far in the playoffs yet. They, you know, they weren't championship level yet, uh, but they were turning it around in the organization. So I'm not going to get into that one. And kind of, kind of, it was kind of a long while ago, like 25, 30 years, more like 30, which is kind of scary personally for me. But nevertheless, so I'm going to kind of put that one aside and not really count it. Now, 2013, 2014, also not going to count that as well. They were expected to be a good team, but not really a championship team. Maybe at, at best a playoff team. And both those teams have pretty much mirrored each other. They kind of finished around 84, 85 wins, uh, kind of ended up like second, third place in the AL East there. And it was an aging team. You know, CeCe Sabathia was kind of going through a transition. You know, he tried to lose the weight, and then he had the knee issue. And then what would come out finally in 2015, having a little uh, substance abuse problem, you know, which was probably going also on 13 and 14. He was kind of struggling a little bit. Again, he wasn't a power pitch anymore. He was getting knocked around. So, 
they didn't really have a, a championship rotation or lineup. And again, the team was getting older. And of course, you know, by 2013, Posada was already gone. Uh, 2013, you know, that was the last year of Mariano Rivera. So he was transitioning out. Uh, you know, he would pitch at the All-Star game, which was ironically at City Field. And of course, he got a nice standing ovation coming off the field there. And of course, the Yankee fans were able to say goodbye to him at home. That was that game against Tampa when Andy Pettit and Jeter came out to take the ball from him to get him, you know, so he could get a nice ovation from the stadium crowd. And then kind of he went off into the sunset. And of course, 2014, same thing. That'll be the final years of Jeter, you know, that final game at home against the Baltimore Orioles. Um, you know, Jeter with the walk-off uh, hit to win the game and, you know, his final bat at Yankee Stadium with a walk-off hit just, you know, kind of caps off his magical career there. Now, Pettit, you know, nobody talks about that, but he actually, you know, went out in style as well. It was actually a complete game uh, win against the Houston Astros, I believe it was three to one. Now he gave up a run, but he actually went all nine innings and completed the game. So similar to like Jeter, he actually went out with a bang as well. So again, the, the core four guys were leaving. You know, Mark Teixeira was getting old, Aero was getting older. They were banged up in and out of the lineup all the time. So the expectations weren't really World Series championship with them, like they were with this 2023 team coming in here. Um, so not going to get into that. So I figure let's just get into 2008, which was you know the year right before the World Series, the last year at Yankee Stadium. 20. 2016, where they finally made the playoffs in 2015, and looking for them to build off that, and of course now this 2023 season. So those would be the three seasons I'll focus on, and out of them, which one was worse. So let's start with 2008. Now, the reason I don't think 2008 was a terrible year, because they were pretty much out of it early on. I mean, there was a really banged up team. Now, that was the first year of Joe Girardi as the manager. And Joe Torre was offered a one-year deal after the 2007 season, which he wanted. He wanted a two-year deal because he didn't want to be a lame duck manager for a year and have to be answering those questions every night. You think he'll be back next year? You think he'll be back next year? So Torre walked off. He would go on to manage the Los Angeles Dodgers. And they brought in Girardi there for his first year as the Yankee manager. But it was kind of a banged up team that never really got off the ground. Um, I remember A-Rod was in and out of lineup and eventually had to be shut down with a hip injury and have to have the surgery, which he didn't come back until almost like a month into the 2009 season. Uh, Posada got hurt. He was out of the lineup. Uh, I remember Ching-Ming Wong, infamously in use and running the bases there, broke his ankle, and pretty much his career was done after that. He did try to come back, but it was never the same pitcher. So it was just a beat-up team. Expectations weren't there. So, yeah, you're bummed out. You didn't make the postseason. But, you know, it was actually kind of a, a, a cool year in regards. It was the last year at the, quote-unquote, old Yankee Stadium, even though technically it was the refurbished, you know, 1976 version of the old Yankee Stadium. But nevertheless, it was the closing of the old Yankee Stadium. So there was at least some cool moments in the season. Go to the All-Star game of course, remember the home run derby with uh, Josh Hamilton hitting those moonshots. And for Josh Hamilton, that was probably the highlight of his career, even though it wasn't even a real game. It was a home run derby. He dealt with some uh, off-the-field substance abuse issues and, uh, you know, eventually would go play for the Los Angeles Angels of Orange County, California, Orange California, West Coast. Uh, you know, every year they change the name. Uh, but his career has never really panned out. So really that home run derby was probably his uh, climax of, of his career. And, of course, the All-Star game itself. He had the cool moment where now both Jonathan Papabon, the closer for the Boston Red Sox, and Mariano Vera were elected to play in the All-Star game or selected. Uh, now, remember, Papabon ran his mouth a little bit saying if it's a safe situation, he should should be the one to close the game because again Boston had just won the World Series in 2007 and uh, I don't remember the stats up and up but for some reason Papelbon felt entitled that he should close the game which you, this is Mariano Rivera in his own building last year at Yankee Stadium and you think you should close the game over Mariano so kind of pompous on his part and of course you know the days before the All-Star game he was in New York with his wife I believe he got trashed I think there was a 
parade they had in Manhattan. They kind of, you know, verbally abused him there, which he deserved. And, of course, the game itself was perfect because he actually blew the lead in the game. So the Yankee Stadium faithful really, you know, hammered him hard there. So that was a good moment, especially for a Yankee fan. And then, of course, the final game at Yankee Stadium itself. Uh, they brought on some of the, you know, the old players there. You saw Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford. They actually put on their old uniforms. You even have George Steinbrenner, which is really kind of his last public appearance. He was on the golf cart there. They kind of rode him around. And you could kind of see he was, he was out of it a little bit. So probably, you know, dealing with some early dementia there but uh and he had tears rolling down his eye but he probably at least understood the situation it seemed like more or less so and then that was the final send on of course jita got on the microphone and kind of you know tried to take the powers over to hey join us when we come go across your street there and of course the game itself the yankees won beating the baltimore orioles and a little trivia for yankee fans out there jose uh molina the last yankee player or less player in general to hit a home run at that old Yankee Stadium, so keep that in the back of your head next time there's a trivia there. So yes, the season was disappointed that, you know, they didn't make the postseason, but there were at least cool moments in that 2008 season. And for the team itself, there were some other cool things, such as uh, the revival of a few Yankee players that were around for a couple of seasons, one of them being Jason Giambi, who, again, was dealing with some issues, you know, of course, he had all the steroid allegations floating around, but, you know, was injured a lot through 2006 and seven, and 2008 was his final year in contract. They actually had a good bounce back season for the Yankees, um, grew the mustache out, if you remember, kind of the stash became a thing, uh, kind of gave him a little character, and of course, almost made the All-Star game, you know, it was up there to be voted by the fans and make the vote but still at least turned his career around at least ended his ended his tenure with the Yankee with a little grace there and of course more importantly was Mike Mussina um, after really having his career really take a, a bit, bit of a spill there in 2005, 6, and 7 uh, dealing with a lot of injuries he had, man, he had the groin was balking on him a lot he had a foot injury uh, really got to the point where he even lost his, his job in the starting rotation but at least 2008 before the season started kind of tweaked some things became more of a finesse pitcher kind of had that Bugs Bunny curveball if you remember um, and uh, you know kind of reinvented himself and you know had a good season and uh, for him it was going to be his final year um, you know as a Yankee or, and a professional baseball player as a pitcher and the one thing that was missing from his you know, illustrious career was a 21 season. Now, you know, if you've a long time listener or follow the show, you know, I was campaigning hard for Mike Messina to make the Hall of Fame. And I think what put him over the edge finally uh, was having a 20 win season. Again, he came close many times, having a couple of 19 win seasons, a couple of 18 win seasons. But, you know, baseball writers are kind of picking. They look at certain things that number of Cy Youngs, number of 21 seasons, how many games over 500 with your record, ERA, war, you know, all these different stats like that. Um, but I think one thing that was just missing for him because he never really got the Cy Young was if he could at least go out with a 21 season, at least have that somewhere on the resume. I think that would help would push him over and eventually it took a couple years, but he got finally did get voted into the um, Hall of Fame there. And I think that final season of winning 20 games, um, and it, it gave fans something to look at because I remember just, you know, each start as the season was winding down. Yes, you were looking forward to the last game at the old Yankee Stadium, but you, was, you also wanted to, you wanted Messina to hit 20 wins. And when he finally did that in Boston, uh, it was just good to see him, you know, classic guy. I think that's like one of the, the free agency signings that some most of them you regret. I think that's one of the ones that were actually paid off for the Yankees. Now, you know, I would say, you know, three-fourths of the way there, did, he did he had a little sputtering, kind of went off the tracks a little bit. But that's one of the free agency contracts that actually came through for you that was actually good. One of the rare times that ha- happens. I even say that for CC Sabathia as well, even though he had a couple of years where, again, he went off the rails a little bit. Overall, that was like a free agency uh, a contract that actually came through and actually paid off there. So, again, there were look good things about the 2008 uh, Yankees. Now let's go to 2016, where you, now the expectations are high a little bit because they had just 
been in the playoffs in 2015. Now it's that one game wild card against Houston where they lost like 3 nothing. But you look at the team to build upon that. But unfortunately, the team never got off the ground. And you had just had a lot of age on the team at that point. I mean, Teixeira was getting old. A-Rod was getting old. Um, the team wasn't really clicking and going off. And that's where by the midway point, Cashman decided to sell off you know, the assets they had. And that's when they, sh- they shipped out Carlos Beltran to San Francisco. They traded Yvonne Nova to Pittsburgh. Uh, they got rid of uh, Miller. He went to uh, Cleveland. Got rid of Aroldis Chapman. He went to the Cubs. And ironically, Miller and, and Chapman would face o- off each other, um, you know, obviously pitching-wise, um, in the uh, World Series that year. And that's where the Cubs finally broke their curse. And Chapman was able to get a ring. And that's the trade where the Yankees were able to get Gleyber Torres uh, from the Chicago Cubs organization there. But that's but the, the reason that that season was also marked the birth of the baby bombers. They bought up Gary Sanchez. They bought up Aaron Judge. Now, really, it was G- Gary Sanchez was the star of the show early on. And Judge hit a home run in his first at bat, which was a good omen, but did get hurt shortly after that. So really, Judge didn't take off. It wasn't until 2017 when Judge hit the uh, 52 home runs that then Judge really came on the scene. But early on, it, Gary Sanchez was the man. And this is the way he was hitting home runs. Uh, you might think, wow, this might be like the next Mike Piazza, maybe the greatest hitting catcher of all time there. So, yeah, you're bummed down 2016 and make the playoffs, but at least now we got to see the future. You got to see some of the baby bombers. So they ended the season on a good note. And ironically enough, uh, that was actually the first season of Section 420 talking Yankees. So another reason why 2016 was, you know, at least a decent season, not for the team, but at least overall. And at least you had something to look forward to. So, yes, we didn't make the playoffs in 2016, but at least, hey, but we got this young group. We got Judge. We got Gary Sanchez. We've seen Severino for the couple years before that. He was kind of hurt a little bit in and out of the, you know, Know, they use him as a starter, sometimes out of the bullpen, just to work his way back. But you saw a future in Severino. You, you saw a future in Greg Bird. So you think, all right, we're going to have this group come up. So it was refreshing. So you ended on a good note. Now you compare that to this 2023 season. You just don't have that because you just can't look really forward to 2024 because it's, again, it's going to be pretty much the same team. There's no, like, there's not really much look, to look forward to. I mean, Judge is going to be there, of course, and I'm sure, you know, he's going to get off-season surgery to, to heal a toe, and he'll be fine. But other than that, it's going to be the same guys. He's still got Stanton on this team. He's still have DJ LeMayo on this team. It's now been three years since they've been, like, really good players, and I just don't think, you know, a fourth year is going to turn it around. Is this probably just going to be as bad now and might even be worse next season? You're going to have Rizzo back next year. Again, not saying it's a bad thing, but, you know, this was kind of a disappointing season for Rizzo overall. And I know he had the concussion issue, so I'm not going to blame him for that. But he's back next year. And you're probably, again, looking at Gleyber Torres again. Now he's going to be arbitration eligible. So that's someone the Yankees could trade and someone may want to take him because even if they have to pay an arbitration rate for the – I mean, he's one of the best hitting second baseman right now, at least power-wise, uh, in the game. So maybe you'll have to pay him like $13, $14 million, maybe probably more around $12, $13 million. So, you know, that's not really a bad deal for you know, just for one year. So – you know, a team may be willing to take that and the Yankees maybe get two or three pieces back. But I just have the feeling that the Yankees, just the way it is, they're going to hold on to him and just, you know, just go through arbitration and then let him walk after that. So other than that, you're looking at pretty much the same Yankee team. Garrett Cole will be back. Okay, fine. He's your ace. Uh, you hope you get a full season of Carlos Rendon, a healthy full season. I mean, this the whole year has been horrific for him. Nesta Cortez will be back. All right, you look at him as number three. But, you know, what's the rest of your starting rotation? I mean, do you bring Severino back? I don't know. Now, the only good news about Severino being terrible right now is that at least you could get him on the cheap. You could probably get him for a one-year deal for, like, you know, peanuts because, you know, who's going to want this guy right now? Now, the upside is, is that his stuff, when he's on, he's just his stuff is just as good as Garrett Cole, but his head is just not in the game right now, so... I don't know what they do with that. I don't know if the Yankees want to bring him back and experiment again. And you know how it is with always him. He's always hurt. He gets hurt a lot. So do they want to deal with that anymore? I don't know. Uh, you know, Domingo Herman. I just think after what we heard about what happened to Clubhouse, he's never going to pitch again in a Yankee uniform. He probably would pitch somewhere else at somewhere at some point. I just can't see the Yankees bringing him back. And then, again, after that, what do you got? I mean, 
Clark Schmidt, okay, he did take a, a big leap this season. Great, that's good. But at best, what is he, a fourth or fifth starter? I mean, that's not like championship caliber frontline starters type stuff. And then last but not least, I mean, you have the fifth spot. You meet guys floating around like a Johnny Brito. Maybe give Randy Vasquez a look there at the fifth starter, see what he could do with a full season. But you're not looking at a, a really a strong rotation, championship level rotation. And in terms of a youth movement, okay, you like to see maybe Volpe take the next step. All right, that's cool. And other than maybe if they have Jason Dominguez playing there in center, okay. But you don't have that same like full crop of new baby bombers coming up as you did back in 2017. You, again, this Yankee team more or less is going to look the same. The only, I think the only really big addition might just be if they promote Jason Dominguez, start in center field for the team next year. I mean, that's only the only thing we look for. Other than that, you're looking at the same team, so it's kind of grim, and I just don't see it just because one year removed that Stanton's going to be better, DJ's going to be better, uh, Rendon's going to be healthy for a full season. Uh, so if I'm going to look at all these, you know, all these teams, i got to say 2023 is just the worst. Um, not, uh, compared to 20, 2008 and 2016, uh, this 2023 uh, season, just again, the worst out of all of them, of not uh, seasons of not making the playoffs. And there weren't really too many memorable moments this season. I can see if like, Aaron Judge was chasing the 62 home runs this season compared to last season. All right, all right, you're losing games, but at least you have something to look forward to and enjoy. Now, I know Domingo Herman had the perfect game, which is great, but it almost kind of erases it just because of what happened just a few starts after. Uh, you almost like forget about the whole thing that he even threw a perfect game because then you have all this negative news afterwards. And again, he's probably finished in a Yankee uniform, so you can't even enjoy that that perfect game. And what All Star game? I think they sent just Cole to the All Star game. And oh, hey, look, he had a good season and he did start in the game, did well. And look, he might very well be the American League Cy Young Award winner, which is cool. But it's like they don't announce that it's like weeks, weeks after the season's done. So it's almost to the point like who cares? So there's really not much to take away and enjoy about this season. It's just been it's just been about injuries, been misery, underperforming, no offense. Uh, not a lot of good things to take away from this. At least 2008, you had cool moments. You had cool things to look forward to, even when the Yankees were well out of the playoff hunt. Um, same as 2016. Though, yeah, okay, you're out of the playoff hunt. But hey, Gary Sanchez up. This guy's hitting great. It could be a future. Something to look forward to. There's not really much looking forward to this 2023 Yankee team. So 2023, you suck. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.